What is happening, everyone? This is the RJK World Tour podcast, and this is episode four of the California mini series. Now, do not worry if you're thinking, well, damn, I've missed episodes one, two, and three. There's no underlying plot, you're not going to be left confused. You can listen to the episodes in isolation. One, two, and three are about the Joshua Tree, San Diego, and Yosemite National Park, respectively. Episode four is about a favourite of mine, San Francisco. The place needs no introduction. You've all heard of it. You all know a little bit about it. I absolutely loved it. I'd go again. I'd even go as far as saying that I'd move there. Did loads of cool stuff there and uh, made some mistakes as always but hopefully you can learn from them and uh, learn from what we did well also. So let's get straight into it. Ladies and gentlemen, San Francisco. San Francisco. Mm. This had a little bit more planning. I think I'd started to learn some lessons. And when I say planning, I mean I got you to organise with your friend <laughs> for us to stay at her house <laughs> for free. And when did we do that planning? Two days before. <laughs> I don't even think it was that. I didn't message her until I was got on the plane. I was en route to LA. It wasn't that far in advance. No. Which was very good. At a drop of a hat. She oh, was hell like, yeah. Yeah, stay on ours. Yeah, she I'll was show awesome. everything. Uh, yeah. It's pretty cool. Nice little advantage to have because that is an expensive place. It's, uh, yeah, a lot of money. So that, that helped a lot. Yeah, it worked out really well. So <sighs> it's got to be said that that introduction to San Francisco was somewhat of a, a crazy experience. So what do you think of when you think San Francisco? I think two things. Alcatraz and the bridge. Is that what you're going to say? Or? No, it wasn't actually. Oh, tell me. The bridge was definitely one of them. Okay. But the hills? Oh, what, now? But you didn't think that before, though? No, no, no. You? That's what I think that's what most people would think. Really? Mm. I didn't know it was a hilly place until really? I went. Yeah. It's you seemed famous. pretty shocked when you were there as well. Yeah, that, so that's what I mean. You see him on TV and the films. Like, there's a famous Steve McQueen car chase. I forget the film, but it's supposed to be like an all-time classic scene in Hollywood history. Oh, really? And it's in San Francisco, and he's driving up and down these hills and fighting about, and it's nuts. And um, I've, I've seen it before. I've seen sort of when it shows San Francisco. Like in London, it shows the Tower Bridge and it shows the Gherkin. Like in San Francisco, it would show like the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge, which no one's ever called it that ever. They just call it the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> and the hills. But um, we drive in, drive around the city, getting towards a friend's place, and then the hills just got so steep. And I thought this is, like, driving up them was just awful because we kind of, we actually weren't running down on petrol, but we were spending that much time on a hill that all the petrol was kind of rolling to yeah. one side of the tank and making it look like we were running on empty. But he'd, the junctions, there's no traffic light. It's like a, 
the way you, you where you work it is you drive to the junction, you give way to your right. But you've got to do that whilst driving up a hill, a big hill. So you're driving up the hill, you kind of roll into this to the top to make sure that you're giving way to your right and there's not a car coming mm. across you. And um am I got that right? Give way to your right or the left? Anyway, I can't remember. But anyway, you you can't just go to the top of the hill and just roll out. You got to go and look left and right. This is all why you've driven up a hill and you come into a stop on this ridiculously still, steep hill. If you're not careful, you're just going to roll mm. right down to the bottom. So I thought this is awful. Like, I can't wait to go down. It's going to be so much easier. And then we started going down them, and it was just as bad because <laughs> you get into this the junctions and you've. Like putting your feet on the brake, you're just holding the car from just rolling out. Uh, anyway, we pick up a friend, and she's like, "Cool, I know where to park." We had to park on one of the hills, and I was turning into the the parking space, which is perpendicular to the hill. And because we're in a van, I'm thinking we're gonna we're gonna pull in here, and then the van's just gonna topple. <laughs> <laughs> it was really steep. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. It's, a cool experience looking back, but at the time it was kind of uh, mm. kind of tricky. Yeah, but straight away, I think we both just fell in love with the place, really. Yeah, I think at that whole trip, San Francisco is my favourite. Mm. It's kind of the centre of the universe as well, really. Because I remember this conversation in the Uber in San Diego. The guy was saying that everything starts off in California and then makes its way across America. But yeah. everything, like all the big companies, all the trends, everything, they start off in California. Mm. But in the in the world, like a lot of things start off in, a lot of trends and whatever, they start off in America. And um, then they spread to the rest of the world. And in California, they kind of start off in San Francisco, spread to California, then they spread to America. Maybe, I don't know that, maybe. That's the way I look at it. And if you think all the big companies, like Facebook are based in San Fran, Google, Microsoft, they must be there. Probably. I don't know. But no, yeah, it is, I get what you mean. I just think it was a cool place to be. I could definitely Mm. see myself living there. Visas weren't an issue. Yeah, and, when, and you'd have to earn some serious money. Yeah. Because what was she saying? She was saying that, she, like, to begin with, she could afford rice and wine or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And couldn't go out. Yeah, when she was younger. But that no, is interesting. She had a good setup. Yeah, it's like a nice little apartment. And it was in the main part of the city, but it was. So there's two parts of the city. There was this. Central Business District, or whatever mm. you want to call it, and there was a more traditional side of things where where the, where the high rises weren't, and it was kind of like little yeah. village, like villages in in a city, and she was in that yeah, part, yeah, yeah, which was cool, but yeah, so in that situation, it was uh, she was kind of like in a quiet area where there's plenty going on and not far from work, so yeah, that was cool. So obviously, we stand stand at Golden Gate Bridge, or the, the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge, as I referred to it, just a few minutes back. It's one of those things, you're there, you're going to see it, aren't you? 
Yeah. yeah. That area, though, is quite nice to be around. Mm. So, like, you don't just go there for the bridge. It's just quite a nice little little area to hang out. And the walk we did the next day was cool. So we started off around there, walked across the front. I think we went to... Stopped a few places and chilled out and had a look at the views, which was great. Pier 39, pretty commercial. Very commercial. Um, I never actually heard of it before. And I've heard of it a lot since now. Oh, really? But I never actually heard of it. No, I'm not, not sure if I had. There's not I? a lot there. It's just like, you know, it's just like coffee places and places to get a load of fast food and Yeah, stuff pretty like much, that. yeah. I just didn't think it was particularly outstanding. Walking around the city was was cool. It was nice. What's that bit we walked up and it's like loads of stairs? Like, so basically you get an overview of the city. There were dogs walking past and stuff. We sat on a bench and then we ah. walked around and then it was like an amazing view of the city yeah. and then there was like huge stairs coming up. Yeah. And loads yeah. of dogs walking. That was really yeah. cool. I like that area. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> no, I have no idea what it's called, but it was nice though. Yeah, it's good to chill out and just appreciate the view. I think other things to touch upon is what a place to spend my 30th birthday in. It was just your 30th birthday now. Well, no, no the, the, literally the, <laughs> the, day, the yeah. actual day. Um, so just going out for a few drinks and stuff. Ended up going to some cowboy bar and I was just... That was cool. It was cool. If I lived there, I'd go to the line dance lessons. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could do that on your own. <laughs> it looked like good fun. I did it in primary school, and that was enough. <laughs> and I've seen it. It's on Cool Runnings as well. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, I remember that. Never big brawl. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, great scene, great film. Um, I like the place we went to before that pub bar, though. Like, Erica picked some really good places, didn't she? I thought. Mm. So the first place where we played a bit of pool. Mm. So pool or snooker? Pool, probably, right? Pool. And you lost twice mm, no, out of three. No. You did? No, I won. I think you did. I did. Yeah. I won the first one, Erica won the second one, and you might have quite got, just about to go in there for the third. No. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Yeah, there were some cool bars. It was a Sunday night, though, so it was a bit... You know, there's stuff going on, but obviously it's... Yeah, it's of not, course, yeah. It's not chaotic or anything, which, to be honest, when you're 30, it's probably what you want, really, oh, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah, it suited me. Um, but the cowboy bar, I just couldn't take my eyes off what was on the screen, <laughs> which was um, the bull riding thing. Yeah, And I cool. didn't really understand the full extent of how barbaric it was. So if you, if you don't know, like they, you've obviously seen it on TV at some point, but I didn't realise this. They they bring them out, and I'm like, why do they suddenly walk out of the cage and they're fine, and straight away they're just trying to book these guys off, and they're tightening rope around their balls. <laughs> I mean, that's just so horrible, isn't it? It is horrible, yeah. It's <laughs> kind of fascinating to watch, though. It is one of those mm. things that gets you gripped a bit. Yeah, I was hooked. I was just following it. Uh, like, because they all come out and they have a few different rounds to try and score points and they put them on different balls because to make it fair and everything so they each get a time on a try on each ball to remain on it and I was just following it in the names like oh here's this guy again like I remember last time he he's had it gone 8.6 seconds like hopefully he can capitalize that and build on his lead or something like that mm. 
yeah, I watched it to the death, and but also ashamed because I was like, these these poor balls, like how do they, how do they do that? Yeah, I did feel sorry for all them. I think, I think we had this conversation sometime. It was like a, a car crash, like you don't want to see it, but if one's ha- one's happened nearby, you just can't. Yeah, take yeah. Take your eyes off it. True. Not necessarily a San Francisco thing. I think it was in Texas that that was going on, but. Yeah, interesting experience. Yeah, it was interesting, that. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was... San Francisco was mainly just taking it in, seeing those things. And then the last thing we did before we left, and I might admit some slightly bad planning. Mm, I'm not sure. Oh, I'm trying to get to Alcatraz. So, yeah, you need to book for Alcatraz. Um, it does sell out. Because it's it is so popular, and we booked on a Sunday. Couldn't get in for the Monday, so we had to settle for the Tuesday. I have since passed this information on to some people, and they went and booked before they flew out to California. Ah, so nice they, one. So people have learned from this this bad planning of mine. It worked out okay in terms of booking. I think you messed up more <laughs> on the actual morning of going. Why is that? Because. You got us up too late. The night before, I was like, right, what time do we need to get up to be there? And the usual self, with all the confidence in the world, you were like, we get up at this time, and it turned out that's too late. Well, we got there on time. Just about, so that was tight. On time is on time. It's tight, though. Stress. Oh. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> uh, yeah, moving on. <coughs> moving on. <laughs> it's $40, which when I booked, I was like, holy shit, $40, that is... It's a lot of a money. Lot. But it's actually really, really good. Mm, it is, yeah. Well, it reminds me, whilst a completely different thing, you know when we went to Bath, we went to the Roman Baths? Mm. You know how it's all the, you've got the audio book mm. and you learn a bit as you go around? It's kind of similar to that, isn't it, really? Yeah. Except for, I guess, there's more to see mm. in Albatross. But I, I think in general, if you saying, oh, $40, $40 for, a, for a tourist attraction, you're like, it's steep. Mm. Steep, like, I wouldn't pay $40 for that. But actually, it's something, I was about to say, I, I still look on look back on now with fond memories, it was three months ago. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, I think it's well worth that. You do get a lot for that in terms of a good experience. So you get transported on the boat there, when you get there, you're met by a warden, and it just so happened that we were met by a guy who was basically put on this planet to do that job. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. He was just such a good storyteller, and he was starts off telling some story about a guy who tried to escape from Alcatraz, goes into detail about the story, some twists and turns, and then there's a, a climax to that story, and I think it was a about a guy who, I mean, it's weird, isn't it, how we're, we're so obsessed with prisoners escaping from, from yeah. prison. And you almost end up rooting for them and you forget, like, what crimes they've done to get there. But this guy was in Alcatraz, wanted to escape, and if you're not familiar with Alcatraz, it's off the bay of San Francisco. So it's only, what, a mile or so? A mile or two off San Fran? Something like that. Which is swimmable. Um, if you're a decent enough swimmer. But the problem is the current. 
and the current can be really strong and it can sweep you out to sea. I suppose so, there's sharks as well, to think and about. And there's sharks, yeah, which I'm not sure how much of a danger they are because they don't necessarily attack upwards. They obviously, you wouldn't catch me swimming in there, no chance. No. But anyway, it's hard to escape from. So this guy wanted to escape so badly, planned it down to a T, everything about it, where he even, he was a master sewer, so he managed to get all these materials and sew a uniform for one of the prison guards, and he managed to sew it to exact detail. It took him like 15 years or something like that. He even got the buttons right and everything right. He planned it meticulously to the, when he was going to leave on what boat, and then he made a complete cock-up of the boat he was going to get and then ended up on the wrong boat and it didn't go to shore, it went somewhere else. <laughs> By which point they'd been alerted and they were just waiting for him on the next port where he went to. <laughs> so he never escaped. I know, you kind of gutted for it. And he, t- he tells it's so much better than what I can. And then, yeah, you have a look around and he announced that he was doing some storytelling about Al Capone and the Birdman. Oh, at yeah. 12 o'clock, so we were like, cool, let's go and see him do that. And again, real fascinating stories about how Al Capone got onto Alcatraz and yeah. about what the Birdman Robert Stroud was really like and what happened to him. And he just he did a and a as well about different things. He talked about his thoughts on the, the escape of, I think it was Frank Morris and the Anglin brothers, because they were the ones who tried to escape and the bodies were never found. At the time, they basically publicised it there. They got swept out to sea. But no one really knows. And he was saying he thinks that they actually did escape and make it to Brazil and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, real fascinating guy. Some great tales about what Alcatraz was like and about the famous prisoners there. And um, and then there was, a like you said, for Bath. If you've ever been to Bath, walking through the, the Rowan Baths, it's an audio guide. And there's one for the Alcatraz prison where you're going around the cells and going around the dinner hall and stuff like that. Mm. But it's really good. Like, it's the best one I've ever done of, of those. Yeah, it was really good, yeah. It was interesting. And it was it was like a show. It had different voices talking to you and it had different sound effects. And, yeah, re- really, really awesome. And, you know, like I say, I'm still remembering it three months after... <laughs> Uh, but you might look at the price and think, $40, not paying that. But then, for the knowledge and memories you get from it, it's worth mm. it. Yeah, I thought it was good. And then that was it. That was, that what about was... the guy at the end? Ex-prisoner. It's a good point. <sighs> I think it was just a massive sales job. What do you think? Uh, yeah, well, it is, isn't it? He's mm. there to sell his stories, but... So it is a massive sales job. I don't think it's as the... You know the guy we really liked that was telling the stories? Whilst mm. we did like him, I think he was fibbing a little bit. Yeah, it so weren't like, oh, my God, today he just so happens to be here. Yeah. It's like, no, he's there quite frequently. Yeah, so you should put some, so you should put some context to it. The, the amazingly gifted guy that we just talked about, I believe he was called Michael... Tells this great story, just real enchanting voice and just real talent. And then at the end, of the, when you greet him, he says, right, you've got a real treat today. Bill Baker's going to be here, my good friend Bill Baker. He's, he was a prisoner here before it closed 60 years ago. 
and he's a part of a dying breed. So and so died last week, which mm. means that there's not many like Bill Baker around, and he's going to be here today. So you'll be near the shop, like go in, go in there, shake his hand, get a picture, but please take the opportunity to to meet him because chances like this are running out. So then, you know, you go on the walk, and I heard a few people going, "Oh, we've got to go meet that guy, Bill Baker. He's like, he's a legend. Like he's gonna, you know, he's." He might die soon, he's 80-something, and this guy Michael said he's really good. Then we see him do his talk on Al Capone, again, outstanding, and he mentions again, go and shake Bill Baker's hand, you're not going to get many chances like this. I don't know why um, we're shaking his hand, though. I know what you're getting at, but anyway, we get to the shop, and all of a sudden there's this bright red book right in front of you, like My Days on Alcatraz, or whatever it's called, by Bill Baker. It's like, oh, you can't miss this book. And then he's there just, like, signing copies of the book. Yeah, it's just a book signing, that's all. Yeah. Which, and uh, I've, you know, he's got to make a living somehow. It's just a classic thing, like, make it out to be really special. And then when you go to meet him, oh, he's got a book as well. Cool, I'll buy that and I'll get him to sign that. Mm. And, yeah. Yeah, and I saw people go up to him and it was just like a book signing. It'd be different if, like... He had a bit of a speech and he was telling us stories and stuff. Mm. And then there's an option to buy the book. That would be much better than just a book signing situation. Mm. I wasn't a fan. You didn't like it because you were like, well, I don't want to give this guy money because he's obviously was a prisoner. So, like, what's he done? Yeah, pretty much. I appreciate he needs to make a living now. And why not? But I don't particularly want to contribute to it. Mm. I think I didn't like the fact that they kind of built it up and pretended it wasn't. It was like missold, yeah. Um, I didn't like that about it either. But luckily, I'm I'm pretty sharp, so I knew exactly what their game was. I clocked onto him. <laughs> I did research him after, and I think that that the article had him visiting Alcatraz, and then there was a there was a guard who he shook hands with, and it, I think they did the same thing with the guard, like oh, Bill fuckface that he was a guard and Alcatraz is here today and you get to meet him and I think they have different ones every day uh. that's what I reckon because it was similar in S21 in Cambodia slightly well it's a prison that you can go around like real horrific prison and the, actually the prisoners in there were real were just innocent people just sort of um, brought in by the Khmer Rouge like a the dictator army so they shouldn't have been there and um they had dip, there's three of them that were still alive and they were on rotation so you get one one day selling his book then the next day yeah okay like all self-published books and stuff like that so you wouldn't be able to go into Waterstones and buy one or whatever but yeah okay yeah but still yeah it's just a bit like it was just a massive sales job and, and why not but you know we're pretty sharp so can't catch us out <laughs> uh, and it was pretty obvious <laughs> I would read a book on Alcatraz though Oh yeah, I would like to, but maybe more from a guide, a guard's point of view rather than a prisoner's. I think I'd like to read about the escape attempt, the one like the successful one. Yeah. Not the one that was. There was one that was really bad, wasn't there? Where they just killed a few guards and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Because it all went tits up because the key didn't work in the lock. And you get to hear this on the audio tour, by the way. So we won't, we won't spoil it. <laughs> I can't really remember the end of it now, anyway. But yeah, that was that was Alcatraz and that was San Francisco. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, the centre of the universe, San Francisco. And that's it for part four. 
Next episode is the final part of the California mini-series. It's going to be about the rest of the trip and our trip back down towards Los Angeles via Big Sur. And uh, we're going to be summing up our final thoughts about the experience as well. As always, iTunes reviews, getting them in. Takes two minutes. What's your excuse? And apart from that, my only rule, never fall in love at the San Francisco Shore. Hashtag RJK World Tour.